Welcome to Jumpstart Your Joy, a podcast that looks at the inspiration, intention, and actionable steps to help you jumpstart joy in the world, in your life, and in other people's lives. This is your host, Paula Jenkins. Welcome to episode 194. This week is a brand new solo cast where I'm touching on how we can lay the foundation for something in a creative pursuit and set it up to reach success and then be wholly unattached to the outcome in a phrase that I have heard said as well-planned and loosely held. I am really excited to be sharing this one with you because it's a space that is a work in progress for me, and I've been thinking about it a lot lately and felt that it was a great time to share it and how it also plays into the joy that we have in our day-to-day lives. If you're new to the show, I want to give you a really big warm welcome. If you're coming back, I'm so glad that you're here as well. Jumpstart Your Joy is a podcast that comes out on Tuesdays, and it's In its fourth season, we're almost to the fifth season. I feel so honored and excited to get to do this work every week. And um, thanks, you guys, so much for listening along. I'm really super honored and um, delighted to announce that I will be speaking at She Podcasts Live, which is a podcasting conference, the first one that is all about women podcasters. It is being held in Atlanta in October from the 11th through the 13th. I just found out and I'm over the moon to be able to be speaking and doing a session all about creating new content for your show and how you can find inspiration to do that. So uh, I will link up to She Podcasts Live in the show notes at jumpstartyourjoy.com forward slash well planned. You can also subscribe, which is something that you do for free. I learned recently that some people felt that the word subscribe makes it sound like you have to pay to get a podcast, but podcasting is done and you guys can listen to the content on iTunes or Google Podcasts or on any of the podcasting apps, mostly for free. There's a few that do charge, but iTunes and Google Podcasts do not. You could go over there and type in Jumpstart Your Joy and you'll find it. And then when you hit subscribe, the content or the episodes will get downloaded to your mobile device, your phone. Uh, you can listen in your commute or maybe when you're out walking or working out or maybe you're in your garden and you just uh, want something to listen to or you're going on a road trip this summer and you'd like a little bit of extra entertainment as you go. Podcasting is great for that. We just came back from a trip where we were up in Seattle, Washington and had a great time. Got to go on a whale watching tour where we saw orcas and humpback whales on the same trip, which they told us was very unusual. And it was so beautiful and amazing. Um, And then we traveled down the California coast, uh, first stopping in Oxnard, which is Southern California, and spent a little time in Santa Barbara with family and celebrated the fourth there and then headed on down to Anaheim where we went to Disneyland and got to see the new Galaxy's Edge there, which is the Star Wars land and totally blown away. If you want to see pictures of that trip and that journey, you can find me on Instagram at Jumpstart Your Joy, and that's kind of a fun way to play along with whatever I'm doing in the moment. Um, and please say hello. I'd love to follow you as well and see what you're up to. So let's jump into this week's episode. Uh, for some reason, this topic of well-planned and loosely held just keeps coming up uh, for me as I'm 
some of it's leading the podcasting class where we're putting down the foundation for a whole handful of people. Create their own podcast and put it out into the world. And I, and I feel like whenever you're in a creative pursuit or endeavor, it's great to lay the groundwork. And then once you've got that base kind of figured out, then starting to execute your plan and leaving space where anything could happen, you know, like knowing that you've done the legwork to make this thing a success, but then leaving yourself the space to react to new things that maybe come up or new inspiration that hits kind of that loosely held thing. And, and then remaining unattached to the outcome is also a really beautiful way for creativity to show up. So that's where this comes from. Um, and it's interesting because uh, the work in progress piece for me personally is that as a project manager with 20 years experience, I worked in ad agencies for a really long time. And so we would do this really deep dive and uh, heavy planning phase before we went into any kind of creative endeavor. And it sets you up for that interesting space. Like, what are we trying to do? What are the success metrics we want to hit? And what would success look like for us? And then the teams of copywriter and art director would go and try and figure out what does this thing look like in this creative brief that we've, we've been asked to do? And how can we execute and hit all the points that this client has asked us to do in the same creative way? And so I think it's interesting when you're starting to look at creative work that you can lay a groundwork and set up this kind of parameter for yourself to then work within the sandbox that you've created. And sometimes that sets yourself up for even more creativity and, and more enlightened thinking. Just as the interesting thing for me, when I start to look at the, t the topic of well-planned and loosely held, it really is a balance of both sides of my personality. There's that 20 years of project management, and maybe you have some of this too, where there's a phase in your life, probably at school is where it hit for me a lot. Um, where there was this push to be very academic and very process-oriented and kicked in with the perfectionism, at least for me, that I wanted to get all A's and I wanted to get it all right. And academically and up in my head, that became important in a way that would acknowledge uh, achievement and acknowledge that I was, air quotes around, a good girl and I was doing things that made a difference. And somewhere in the midlife area, I've crossed over, this is still important to be a planner and have a good sense of planning, but to a more heart-centered space, which is, I think, the loosely held piece. So when you look at the progression there, loosely held to me means, yes, I still plan out something like a trip or I plan out what my day will look like, but then I also leave the space for the creative thing to happen. I leave the space for the what if to occur and I remain somewhat dis unattached to whatever the outcome of this thing will be. And, and I think it's a really interesting space to be as you're working on something a creative like a podcast or you're working on building a business because you can put the foundation in place and show up and do the work week after week and sit down and write your newsletter and you can <laughs> have everything up in social media. But then how those things play out in real time with other people in the world becomes that space where you just let it happen and observe it and remain curious. And as I was looking at this, I found a really beautiful quote. It was create with heart and build with mind. And that kind of spoke to me around how we marry these two sides of ourselves. I think everybody has them. And probably at different times in your life, you've noticed that you've been more aligned with the planning side or more attached to outcome. And maybe now as you're listening to this, you're less attached to the outcome or you could feel yourself being in a place where 
allowing things to unfold instead of trying to control them would be something that feels right for you. The other things that I see happening when you start to play with the space of well-planned and loosely held is that you can make a plan, like make a plan to create a new website or you make a plan to create a new podcast and you start working towards it, right? The steps are there, what you need to do, and that you then leave yourself the space for creativity to show up and take hold and let, let it then inform what the next steps are. If you if you have a new aha moment or if you feel inspiration atta- uh, arise in whatever it is that you're doing to allow that thing to take the breath and, and fill in the spaces for you and tell you and inform you what the next step should be. I think it's also important as you start to get in the midst after you've done that planning phase is that you set aside purposeful space. So part of your planning day to day might be that if I know I want to create a podcast, I and I'm now in the midst of creating a podcast that I set aside purposeful space each day that then I will allow creativity to show up. And one of the places that I saw this happening in a really interesting way was over spring break, my son and I went to see the Charles Schultz Museum. And of course, he's the creator of Snoopy. And one of the things that he would do is every day he would show up at his office and start to work on the comic strip. And every day at the very same time, he would start doodling and drawing. And that is how he created that space, well-planned. But then he would allow creativity to show up and he would draw the comic strip for that week. And that's the loosely held part. He didn't necessarily know I'm going to write a comic strip this week about this topic. He would just sit down and let it unfold for himself. And I think that's the inspiration for anyone who's doing something day over day or day in and day out is that you do set up a routine. And then as you start to work on something, inspiration is more likely to show up because you've set out that expectation that it will. And I think letting go of the attachment to the end result, in many ways, I could see once you've set the stage and set the plan, there was one time when I was working on a photo shoot back in the advertising days, there was a producer there, his name was um, Phil, and he talked about how he he felt that setting up each of these photo shoots, because he'd arrive in an RV, have all the prop stylists and the hair and makeup people and And he'd be like, yeah, I show up and I I set the stage for this grand party that is a photo shoot. And then really what happens is is then the next thing, right? And and I see... I see a lot of our work, no matter what it is that you do, that you can, you could take inspiration from that as well, especially if you have kind of some perfectionist tendencies, or if you tend to want to control the outcome of things is how can you arrive to something with this idea that it could be a little bit like this party that Phil describes where, yes, you set out everything, you you put out the drinks and the, the napkins and you have a few games ready for people. But then when people arrive and show up and start interacting with each of those things, that's when the inspiration, the creativity takes hold. And I mean, you could try and control it and say, well, no, you guys got to play shoots and ladders now. And then next it's Twister. Or you could just let people intermingle and, and do their own thing and see what unfolds. And I think it's much more interesting. And I've discovered that even in having conversations with guests on this show, that when I let the thing go a little bit more off on to wherever it will go on its own, or we just kind of follow the muse wherever it takes us, it often goes to the most interesting parts of the conversation. So I love that idea of you're setting the stage for the party and then just when the guests show you let them take part in however way feels most authentic and enjoyable to them. 
I mentioned a little bit about becoming comfortable um, with releasing control of any given situation. I know, and this is another piece of this well-planned and loosely held stuff, is that lots of times I know having the perfectionist background, <laughs> it's very tempting to want to to want to try and control the outcome of any given project, especially when your title is the is that of project manager. And what I saw was that in going from a place of being a more junior project manager, where I felt that my identity and my worth and my maybe acceptance at work was being judged or decided by how well I could control the outcome of any given project. That was a very junior approach where my personal identity was tied to that. I then moved into a space where I could see that as a manager or a leader, it's not my job to try and control every moving part within a project. My job is to to find the path where people can do their best work and get through each of the pieces and each of the phases of a project to the point where we get to a place where everyone is satisfied with the outcome. And it's not my job to rigorously control each person or each thing that's involved with each of those steps. Because what I discovered along the way was that people do their best work when they're given some autonomy in their role and that you trust that they are there for a reason and that everyone's got a job to do and that they were hired for a specific reason and really believing that they're going to rise to that occasion because nobody likes to get micromanaged. (laughs) And when you're writing people really hard, they often don't do their best work. Bingo figure. I think giving people the space to do their own work often opens them up to to do the creative process in a way that honors who they are. It also sets them up, and this is the place that's so uncomfortable with that kind of well-planned mindset, is that it sets them up so that if they can't reach that goal, sometimes they do fail. And I think the piece that was really uncomfortable for me as a more junior project manager was feeling like I had to swoop in and save people from themselves in that space when they were it was looking like they might falter. The thing that I discovered along the way through some hard-won experience was that oftentimes people need to be able to fail. Like you can't save every person every time. And so that's where the well-planned, like I set it up, we do status checks or whatever, the administrative piece is there and the support is there. I always would offer people, whenever you need to talk, like if you don't think you can hit a timeline, let me know. But there is a point at which if someone can't deliver and they're not delivering, that they just need to be a allowed to fail on their own. And it doesn't help anyone if I would swoop in every time and save them because then people don't learn. They just get used to you being the one that is always in the support role and always saving their butt. (laughs) So along with well-planned, that was one of my big lessons as a project manager was to let people just do what they're going to do. And more often than not, they completely blow you away beyond your wildest expectations. Another interesting piece to this well-planned, loosely held piece that I think we often forget as we're looking at engaging in a creative endeavor or in building a business or creating a podcast or life in general is that we often don't build in any sort of buffer when we're underway with a plan. And I think that brings us to a place of feeling like we have to do this thing now and that that somehow timing and scheduling is the most important part of any project. But what we don't do is we, by shrinking down timelines or trying to collapse things into 
the shortest amount amount of time possible, we're not always honoring the space and time that somebody needs to figure out a complex problem, if that's what it is, or to really do the creative process in a way that honors the creative act itself. Um, When I was driving home the other day, I saw this interesting flashing sign on the side of the road that said road work going on or something to that effect, but between March 23rd and September 17th. Well, this is a really long amount of time. That's like six months of road work possibly going on on this road. And at first I thought that seemed absurd, but then I thought, well, this is actually kind of ingenious because the, I don't know, the California highway people are, are... They've given themselves six months to accomplish a task. Now, I don't personally know what they're doing on this road, but it's kind of amazing that they built in what seems to be an enormous amount of buffer space because it was a small piece of road. And they've even told everyone, they've given the accountability to all of us in the public of, hey, we're going to be working on this for a really long time, so get used to it. (laughs) And what it made me think about was like, how can we set up that buffer, maybe six months for whatever you're working on is way too long, but how do we honor what we need and set ourselves up with the space to do it? And whether that be in a creative process or just in your day-to-day life, how can you set yourself with the amount of space that you need to do something that doesn't feel constrictive and that really honors that you have enough time and that there's an abundance of time to do something? Um, because I think what it does, when you give yourself a gracious amount of time to do a task, you acknowledge the difference between feeling like you're in reactive mode to something more along the lines of responsive mode. And I think that's a huge mindset shift is when we feel like we are always constantly up against a timeline or things need to happen right now, or we're going to somehow miss out on something if it doesn't happen right away into this space where I where the, it feels like you have plenty of time and that and things will happen in the right amount of time and they will be done when they are ready. It really moves you into a place of feeling like there is abundance in this world and that you don't have to rush. And I think that's a huge mindset shift when you think about well-planned and loosely held is that somewhere in the midst of doing something, when we back ourselves up into a timeline or a schedule that if we gave it just a little more breathing room and if we gave any event or process that we're working on just a little more time, I feel like so much more could be possible because as you start to execute on any plan, you almost always see that you've laid the groundwork and the new things come up, new inspiration arises. Maybe there's an, a new book that you read or a new little tidbit that you find and you want to incorporate it in. So I think it's important I mean, any good project manager would say that, is that you do give yourself a launch date or a deadline. But I kind of think in this space and in the honor of well-planned and loosely held, how can you build in a little bit of extra time that maybe feels a little bit luxurious and a little bit like overstated? But I think something beautiful can happen when we're not just forcing a timeline for timeline's sake, which is so often what happens in so many projects. I also saw a little bit of this roadway sign tying into a quote that I saw from John Steinbeck, which is, we find after years of struggle that we do not take a trip, a trip takes us. And I thought that was also a really beautiful way that's kind of is a nod to this journey that we're all on. And that 
sometimes things don't unfold in the amount of time that we think they should. And sometimes they need a little bit longer to happen and unfold for us and on the road and on the journey. Like, how do we just give it the space that it needs instead of us thinking that we can control and understand what the perfect timing is for something? So in addition to the two topics that I've just talked about, which are letting go of that false sense of being able to control a situation and building in a buffer for things to happen and unfold as they will as part of well-planned and loosely held, I've noticed a few other things, six other things that happen when we kind of buy into or lean into well-planned and loosely held. One is that trusting others can help you get your work done and aid in actually trusting yourself. So I talked a little bit about the importance of letting people do the task that they have been assigned to do or were hired to do. And I think when you start to trust that those people will do their job and that they're on your team for a reason or that you've brought them onto a project you're working on for a reason, when you trust them more, they trust you more, and it kind of builds this circle of trust around a topic. And I think that's really beautiful because when a team is trusting each other, then that's when it really sets the stage for even more creativity um, instead of the the reverse, which would be shrinking in and trying to control everything Um I think that actually sets a much more narrow vision of what could be possible for whatever the thing is that you're working on. And and that's true with a team or it could just be true of yourself. If you trust that what you're doing and that the right thing will happen and the, and that your project will get done or that your your vision will come to life, I think trusting the whole thing to come to life is one of the really key parts of that loosely held bit that the trust is inherent and the faith is inherent in loosely held means something comes to life. The second thing that I noticed beyond this as well is that rethinking what success looks like for you may shift your approach on what you air quotes need to do. So I I think there's something very interesting that also happens around defining your definition of success. So if it, if your definition of success is a fairly traditional one of, of um, monetary gain or numbers or downloads or likes or follows and something along those lines, then I think you might approach your work in a very different way than if you asked yourself internally and authentically, what is it that I need to do for myself to feel happy about this work? Or what do I want my business to look like so that I feel really fulfilled in this work? I think those answers are very different from kind of the traditional aspect versus the more authentic and heart-centered aspect. And I think you're making more room for bringing the the well-planned, loosely held things to, to life if you can come at it from a place that is authentic to what success means specifically for you. And and that might be so different than what success looks like for someone else. And so I think it's really important for you to define that for yourself as you start to look at the thing that you're trying to create or the business that you're running or maybe a relationship that you are um, bringing to life. Number three, I've said it um, a couple of times already, but this well-planned and loosely held thing also really means letting go of attachment to the end result. Once you have crafted the plan of how it will happen, and then you hold that plan loosely, it really means that you're also able, hopefully, to let go of the end result and what it looks like, because it's going to shift and change in amongst 
the work that's being done and the thing that's being created. Uh, number four is leave room for wonder. I think we often get so, if you are so attached to the plan, it doesn't leave a lot of room for other things to come into place. And so we lose our sense of wonder and then it shuts down and becomes this narrowly focused plan that we have to execute because um, who knows why. (laughs) But then the wonder and the curiosity and the childlike play is gone when when you're so narrowly focused on a specific single outcome. So leave room for wonder. Number five is look for joy as it shows up and allow yourself to feel it. Anytime that I've worked on a really big thing or or there's been something, a vision that I wanted to bring to life or something that really has captured my heart, I I think many of us, especially if we're of the perfectionist (laughs) or recovering perfectionist um, ilk, we hold so tightly to getting a thing done or we work ourselves so hard that we then forget to stop and and notice where joy may show up on the journey. And, and I think when we do that, it makes the whole thing um, just something we're powering through or getting through, especially if there's a deadline that's tight. And I think if we can stop and notice joy when it shows up because oftentimes in a creative process there is so much joy and so much creation and it is such a beautiful thing to witness especially when teams are working together and you get to see them brainstorming or whatever and get goofy about a certain idea when you can notice that and soak up that moment sometimes called a pocket of santosha i think it really makes a big difference uh, for the team and the camaraderie and all that which at the end of the day is the really the most amazing thing about working on fun and creative projects is the people and the joy that comes out of it. And number six is um, if we're looking at well-planned and loosely held as a way of, of being or living or whatever, is that it's helpful if you can get curious about what happens when you let go of control. Because it is so tempting to keep a tight control on something that you have planned or laid the groundwork on. But Maybe if you can step back from that immediate scene and watch yourself and get curious about what happens if I don't try and get involved with that one thing that seems to be going sideways or what happens when I see maybe someone isn't attending to their own work and I could go bug them or I could let them maybe do it on their own and trust that they're going to do something on their own that it's going to be amazing. And so I think observing yourself and seeing what happens when you let go of control, notice what happens when you do it for yourself, notice internally for yourself what happens, but also look at how people and their ability to do their own work shifts when you're not right on top of them. I I think uh, that could be the inner critic for yourself or it could be um, you in a role as maybe a manager somewhere else as well. There's a shift when you get curious and leave space and leave that openness instead of the really controlling piece being the thing that takes over in any aspect of whatever you're doing. So I hope this has been really interesting and helpful for you guys. It's been a lot of fun to pull it together and to get to talk a little bit of the idea of well-planned and loosely held. Um, If you guys want to find the show notes for this, you can find them on the website at jumpstartyourjoy.com forward slash well-planned. And there'll be a couple of links to some of the things that I've talked about. You can also sign up for the newsletter there where I will share some more notes about well-planned and loosely held if you want to get them and 
I do send out a newsletter every Thursday. It's called Three Things Thursday, and it is a lot of fun. Um, so you can head to jumpstartyourjoy.com for that. And I will be back again next week with a brand new episode. And I can't wait to get that right to your ears. Um, So I hope you'll come on back. And until then, I hope that your days are filled with so much joy.